Alexis Duffy is the director of catechesis at St. Therese Little Flower Parish. With a love for both Jesus and education, she works to support parish families in building their domestic church and a religious education program that fosters a personal relationship with Christ. As a biracial Catholic, Alexis serves on the Black Catholic Advisory Board for the Diocese of Fort Wayne South Bend. She works to strengthen the Black Catholic community in the area, as well as advising diocesan offices to promote racial justice and inclusion. Alexis is a wife and mother who, in whatever free time she has, loves to cook and bake and will never turn down a chance for a coffee, coke, or honestly caffeine in any form. This is Echoes and Hope with Alexis Duffy. I was born into a Catholic family, but I grew up the only child of a single mom. So it kind of came back and forth. My mom is the second youngest of eight siblings and she was always known as like the rebel child. So when I came along, it wasn't necessarily the biggest surprise to my family, but she's also one of the only siblings that has taken her faith into adulthood, which was beautiful. So I was baptized as a baby, grew up going to church Sunday. We were Sunday morning Catholics. We said grace before meals, that kind of stuff. But I remember at a very young age, I just kind of accepted God as a father because I I didn't have an earthly one. So it just kind of like clicked. And that's like a beautiful part of like my story because I don't know had I not accepted that just reality from the beginning if I would be anywhere near where I am today. So growing up we you know celebrated Christmas I went to Catholic school until second grade and then uh, transferred to public school but still did religious ed classes CCD every Sunday the children's Christmas choir all those you know typical Catholic upbringing type things but then I remember a point in like fifth or sixth grade where we kind of just like stopped going to mass And I never really questioned that either. I was just like, well, I guess we sleep in on Sundays now, which is great. I grew up in Washington State. In high school, my mom found out she got a new job in Georgia. So we had to move across the country. And there's a huge difference between Washington State and Georgia. I didn't know that then, but I do now. But it also happened to be around the time where I needed to be confirmed. My mom, being the Catholic mom, like sacraments are important. We got to go back to Matthew. You got to get confirmed. And that actually became a very crucial moment in my faith journey. I had up until that point just been like, I'm Catholic. I don't really do anything about it, but I am Catholic. I started going to confirmation prep classes and they were awful. I just remember being like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. They were taught by this like, really sweet, really well-intending, like little old nun who was like 80. I was just like, I don't want to do this. But the youth minister actually approached me after a mass sometime when I was like on my way to classes and told me that if I started coming to youth group, I could get out of those classes, which I jumped on like immediately. So I got out of those classes and started going to youth group, which was where like I actually found out like what Catholicism was, what the whole church idea was about and why this was important. And I remember I became that like overly involved youth ministry kid. Like I was at like every retreat. I wanted to be on every service thing. I, yeah, it was obnoxious for my mom. Great for me. I loved it. And like through that experience, just like continuing to grow and find a love for the Lord and a love for Jesus, I decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life. So I was like, "Ah, I want to be a youth minister. And that's how it all kind of kicked off. I went to public high school, so I obviously need more theological education. So I Googled small Catholic colleges to get a degree in and ended up in South Bend, Indiana. I went to Holy Cross College up here, which was super awesome. 
And in that, I found an actual like call to marriage and everything else. Up until that point, I had just assumed I would be a nun because that's what I wanted. But the Lord had a very different plan for me. I met my husband, but I found also a love for like working with children. Decided I wasn't going to be youth minister anymore. I was going to be a teacher and that was my new thing. And then that kind of changed like four or five times in the course of college. So I ended up mushing the two together. Um, I now work for a parish here in town. I run religious education and family ministry. So it's been a very fun journey career-wise, I think. That's where I can like see the Lord so actively because I was so set on this thing that got me here. Like I was so set on being youth minister, got me to college, go doing theology. And I was so set then on being a teacher. And then I was so set on being a director of religious education. And like, that's just, it's just like, there's no way that I did that myself. Whenever anybody asks like how I've seen the Lord work in my life, that's what comes up. I love the saints, like obnoxiously so. My confirmation saint is Saint Monica. And also my daughter's name is Monica. And I, I remember like, there was no reason I like picked Saint Monica to begin with. I just had to pick a saint for confirmation. Googled and I found out she's the saint of like moms and alcoholics and moms in rough situations. And I like, I have a beautiful relationship with my own mom and her being a single mom was a, in a rough situation. So it was like Saint Monica it is. And she's really carried me learning more about Saint Monica and her life with her son and constantly praying. I like kind of have a feeling that like, that's why she was needed in my life because I just needed constant prayer. I've like really found a love for like the beauty in the sacraments. Growing up just accepting like God the Father, I also just kind of like accepted the reality of like Jesus's presence in the Eucharist, which I am like obnoxiously blessed that that was the reality of my life that I was just like, yeah, that's a thing because like it's a thing that like a lot of people struggle with and like I can sympathize, but I don't I don't have that struggle. The reality of Jesus's presence in the church is something that like I could never fall away from, which is one of the reasons why like even through like a couple of rough times um, where I've had my own little disagreements with the execution of things in the church or like the representation in the church, that reality has really like cemented me in keeping me like, yeah, no, but I can't not be Catholic because that's where Jesus is. I think that there are very different challenges in terms of living life out as like a faithful devout Catholic and also being a, a black woman. And then like also like my experience being a black woman in the Catholic Church. On the side of being like a black woman in the Catholic Church, just like the sheer lack of representation in like church leadership and the congregation itself. Like I grew up going to mostly white Catholic churches and I very rarely saw anybody that looked like me, which is just like really hard. Or like I would walk into a Catholic church that I don't attend regularly and like people would just like look and just like make sure that I was like actually doing it right and like actually Catholic and like I knew all the words. I constantly felt this like need to like overemphasize, I know what I'm doing, I know all of the words, I like would sing the loudest, I would like every prayer, I was, I was there. And then like actually working for the church as a black woman is very weird. I am the only black person that I know in my local area. I know of one deacon who is black. I know a lot of like African born black Catholics. The American born black Catholic church in my local area is just like not huge. And I know that there are black Catholic churches. Like we have one here in town where St. Augustine's is like a more African-American, African born Catholic church. And that's beautiful. And I know like in the South, there, there is a large black Catholic community, but there are just small pockets of that. And it's really hard working for the church 
and having the experience of me as a parish employee, like I am now the face of anybody who's not white in my parish. And that's like a lot of pressure. But then on the other side, I'm still dealing with all of my coworkers are very white and they all kind of have like a similar-ish upbringing. My struggles a lot of times will stem from the fact that I am black and they don't understand that experience. I think one thing that I've particularly struggled with working for the church as the black woman is, so at our parish, we have a leadership team and our leadership team consists of three white women and one white priest. And they're responsible for coming up with like the decision-making for the parish. And they were responsible for like our response to like the racial injustice going on in our country. And the first thought wasn't like, maybe we should talk to the black lady that works with us. To me, that's such like a natural progression. I'm right here. I have the experience but I've always felt like that is something that they don't want to indicate. You know, they don't want to bring up the fact that I'm different, which has often led to a lot of hurt. Living as a black Catholic, I think a lot of times I hear Catholicism is for white people. And so like the black community doesn't always see like Catholicism as a faith that we practice. And like, that is like really hard to hear. Cause like my life is like bringing people into the church and like the reality that like Jesus loves everybody and like all of those things. But I think because we don't see American born black Catholics often, it's just not a thing that we, we think happens. Like there, there can't be. I think a lot of times Catholicism especially gets like that conservative name. And like the church has no political party, has no political affiliation. But I also think a lot of times the black community gets the liberal name. And so it's how can you be like both? Yeah, my faith definitely influences my politics, but I don't see like an issue there. Like there's no disconnect for me. But I think as far as like living in like a world, it's like, I always feel like people want me to be opposed on these two issues. A lot of times like Catholic culture and black culture don't often express themselves the same way, especially like in the Catholic church in America, we're very like stand, sit, kneel. We say all the words correctly. And if you don't have your hands folded like this, you are just awful. But black culture is so expressive and so live out your faith. And that that's a desire of my heart to be super expressive and to be living in that world. But oftentimes those are the things that are like made fun of. I know several of my like theology friends like make fun of things like liturgical dancing and like all that kind of stuff, which yeah, we might not like practice and do, but like that stems from like cultures of color. And so that reality is hard to live with as well. I think one of the best things that has stemmed from like my experience, I'm biracial, so my mom is white. So I actually grew up with like the white half of my family, not really knowing the black half. But my mom made a very crucial point in making sure that I knew and understood what black culture was. And my mom is a huge civil rights, I don't want to call her a groupie, but like groupie. Like we had like pictures of like Dr. Martin Luther King on our wall. So for most of my life, I thought that he was my uncle. And I was just like, that's just the way it is. So it was so important to my mom to raise me to stand up for injustice and stand up and use my voice. And so that is something that I actively do and will probably never stop and I don't want to. And so it's this really cool part of me that like grew up in white culture. So I understand a lot of white culture, but I'm also black. So out of necessity, I also know black culture. I have this really awesome way to like kind of bring the two together, which is super cool. And I think a lot of multiracial people have that ability. My parish, once our leadership team gave their response to racism, I was not happy. And I expressed that very strongly, which, you know, was fine. And they listened, which was great. Because of that, we have had like 
better and bigger conversations on like racial injustice and racism. And so that has been like a really cool thing. And I'm seeing like a lot of growth and a lot of desire to grow from them on that issue. Being black, I think oftentimes is being joyful. I think the black culture and the black community has such joy in it. And it's so crazy because historically, the black community has not had a great past. It's been rough. But through that, like we've been able to continue to be joyful. And I think that that is something that is just beautiful. And something that I love to live out is that just like hopeful joy, not just happy because everything's great, but like because we can make a difference, because we can make a change.